I want to start with a question. This is a really, 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 really hard and easy question. I'll let you decide which one. I'm just kidding. All right. So which of these quotes are not from the Bible? A, cleanliness is next to godliness. B, the only way, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. C, money is the root of all evil. Or D, God helps those who help themselves. Which of these are not from the Bible? A, B, D, A. It can be multiples. Which one's in the Bible? Let's just switch the question. B and C? A? I still hear an A. Nobody says D? I don't even know what... No, that's what D says. It's a trick question. None of these are in the Bible. So you all lose, and I win. Because that's the games I like to play. I like to rig to where I always win. I did that. We, me and the family were playing Clue, and I rigged it so nobody could win. Did I do that on purpose? No, but it, I definitely did that. Um, anyway, no, none of those are in the Bible, actually. Um, another follow-up question. What's something that you've heard people say that they say this, the Bible says this, like, what, what's, what's, but you're pretty sure it's not in there. Like, what's some things that you would add to this list of, you've, People say this, but it's not in the Bible. People using politics with True, true. There's a lot of, yeah, but like phrases, phrases. What do y'all think? Huh? Yeah, the Lord won't give you more than you can handle. You hear that probably a lot or used to. Um, and people like almost, yeah, people saying I can do all things because scripture says that. Well, no, that's just, they're just wrong. Um, scripture does say that, but then context anyway. Um, here's some others. Love the sinner and hate the sin. Have any of y'all heard that before? What? Yeah, that's not in the Bible. God will never give you more than you can handle. Um, just follow your heart. You know, every Disney movie you've ever watched, but that's not in the Bible. God helps those who help themselves. Um, God works in mysterious ways. The Bible, there's not a scripture verse that says that. This too shall pass. Um, those are a few of the things that, that people have s- s- quoted, thinking that they're quoting it from the Bible, but it's not in there. So, another question, if anybody wants to answer, how familiar do you think you are with the Bible? Anybody want to answer? Not at all. Not at all. What you, 1%. 50. I'm not even sure if I'm 50%. Just, no, you're trying. Good job. No, I'm just... You're teaching next week. If you think you have fit, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I want to learn more about that. What? Uh, 99.9 of of like 20%. No, that's still high. Maybe 10. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so let me ask you another question. What keeps y'all from spending time in the Bible? What do y'all think? Anybody want to answer? Distractions, life, school, homework, going to bed, yeah, movies, or videos, that's a big one for me, what, myself, I keep myself from, yeah, anybody else, what keeps you from digging into the Bible, reading the Bible more, that's a good one. The Bible, it is. That's, and we're not, we're not really going into this, but that's a really good answer. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things in the Bible. There's a little angel kind of fellow that is covered in eyes. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It takes... <laughs> Yeah, that's another. But anyway, that's a really good point. I encourage y'all. Hey, there's going to be an opportunity coming up that uh, if you're like me or like everybody else, it seems like, and you find like the Bible's just weird and hard to read sometimes, I'm going to do a study um, that's going to try to help people not see it as that weird anymore. I mean, they'll still have weird, but how, how can we get past that? Anyway, that's a whole different conversation, but that's a really good one. So anyway, moving on. Um, D now is coming up and I want that to be a fantastic weekend for y'all, a weekend of growth, change of fellowship, of fun. Um, 
all sorts of things. I, I want it to be a great weekend um, uh, of, of encouragement and all of that. So we're talking about genuine change. Bring it in. Bring it in. We're talking about genuine change. You know, how can we go about true change? There's always something that we'd like to change about, you know, ourselves or life or something else. You know, I'm sure today you experience something and you're like, I wish that was different because that was dumb. That was terrible. That was dull or whatever. Usually most of y'all um, would say, I wish I could change school lunch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Wiley has better lunch than everybody else. We already know that. <laughs> All right, now bring it back in. Bring it back in. Bring it back in. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting off. Anyway, so we're talking about change. And we started this conversation two weeks ago that real change is brought on by prayer, genuine prayer. And when I said that, when, I, when, when you first hear, hey, we're going to do a lesson on prayer, you're like, oh, yay. That sounds like fun. But it can be. It can be exciting. It can be big. It can be life-changing. But sometimes we got to remodel the way we think about prayer, the way we pray in order to get there. And so we started that um, last time, two weeks ago, before the ice storm, which it wasn't that bad this year. Um, I, I love driving around in that. You know, it's just fun. It's just fun. But anyway. Um, impressive. Impressive. All right. So anyway, two weeks ago, we talked about prayer our prayers will always be much more effective and if we do this instead of starting with ourselves we typically think of prayer like this where we start with ourselves and it goes to god but our prayers will be more effective if we do what we talked about if our prayers start with god and and end with god and we talked a little bit about that how when we go into prayer we start with god and his desires we allow god to reveal his desires to us um and, and when we do that, we then can know what to pray. We can, we can correct the prayers that we wanted to pray. When God says, hey, you know, I love you, I cherish you, then we can pray that God just help me remember that love when I get down about myself. Or I love that person that you're upset with, and we know what to pray. We don't pray for bad things to happen to that person. We pray for life change. We pray that maybe you have the opportunity to love that person in a way that opens their eyes. Like when we start with God in our prayers, it can change how we pray, and it can change a lot more, um, but especially ourselves. And so that's where we started um, Prayer equals change when our prayers begin and end with God. And so today I want to talk about how the Bible fits into that. Um, I want to remind you that uh, if you have a question about anything in the realm of prayer, it can, it can even be a stretch. Like if, you, if you're like, well, I don't know if this would work, just ask it anyways. Um, there's little cards. There's some, there were some up here. I think I took them on accident. But anyway, um, there's cards in there. You can use those. Um, but anyway, write down these questions so that I can answer them. Uh, there was a really good question we're going to kind of start talking about today that I got a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's like, like, what if you don't hear anything? Like, what if you feel like you never hear anything about God or God responding to you? Um, I got a couple questions, but that was one. And we're going to start hitting that a little bit today. But anyway, if you have questions, get them to me. Let me know. Uh, make sure you write them down. Otherwise, I, I, I'm very forgetful. But that, that'll be great. That'll help me. And you'll have an opportunity. If you want to grab paper and write a question down now, you can. There are the little cards on these tables. And there's stuff back there, too. Um, the other thing is, is there's this prayer box. Um, if you have a prayer request, you can always share it with me and store me and our adults. And really, we should be able to share a prayer request with each other. But um, uh, do, the, do the small paper for the questions. Yeah. Yeah, well, the big paper's for the, in a minute. I'll, I'll share that in a minute. But uh, if you ever have a prayer request or if you have one that you just don't want to share with everybody, put it in this box either way. And then you have the opportunity to come over here, set your hand on the box, and just pray for the box of prayers. God, answer these prayers. Help these p- prayers. Don't go through them. That's not what it's there for. But pray over each other's prayers. That's what this is here for. And so there's those reminders. Questions in our prayer box here. Um, don't forget about that. But... Let's get honest real quick. When it comes to prayer, I have a question. I want to talk about the most awkward thing about prayer that exists. What do y'all think that is? Publicly praying. 
praying out loud for a lot of people, a lot of people, except some kids that just are weird and they like doing it from life on or whatever. Um, most people don't like to pray out loud. Who who doesn't like to pray out loud? Anybody? A bunch? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. It's okay. And, and But I think I can probably connect with Kyler on this one. Even if I like to pray out loud or I know how to pray, like, I mean, I'm a pastor. I do it all the time. To me, one of the difficult things about prayer is knowing what to say. Yeah, knowing what to say. Not only praying out loud, but once you get selected to pray out loud and then you're like what am I supposed to say and it's hard sometimes and it's okay it's totally okay to be in that position um but sometimes that's hard like even if you pray often with God in in silence like it's just you and God sometimes it's still hard to figure out what you're supposed to pray like God I'm praying to you because I know I should or or hey I have something going on I don't, I don't know how to talk about it. Like, I don't know how to talk about that. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. Like, it can be hard sometimes. You just draw a blank. But uh, it can be difficult. So let me ask another question. When is the uh, last time that you found prayer difficult? Or, or more specifically, what are some of the reasons you find it difficult to pray sometimes? Anybody want to share? No, you're good. You're good. Raise your hand again if you, if it comes to your to your mind. Genesis, go for it. Um, when I pray, this is also just kind of random. I like in the middle of it, and then I forget, and I like my mind is somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. I'm like, God, I really need help with this, and God, that's a really cool bird out there, you know. <laughs> and then I'm like, Oh yeah, I was gonna watch that movie, and then I go spend two hours watching. No, but yeah, I mean, it's easy to get distracted. What are some other difficult things about praying? Uh, stutter. stutter. Yeah, just like. I can't get past where I'm stuck at. Like whether it's an actual stutter or like you're just stuck in your head. Like I don't know where else to go with this. Uh, so you just say, in Jesus' name, amen. Like you just, or something like that. Go for it. Is this publicly or like? Both. Either. All, the, all three. Yeah. Yeah, so so what other people are thinking, yeah, that makes sense. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, you're praying and you're just like, I know I'm talking to you, but this is it doesn't. It's still weird. Um, that's good. Helps if you look up. Oh, look, a ceiling tile. No, that's fine. That's cool. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Let's all be honest for a second. How many of us have fallen asleep while praying? I'll raise a leg too, because I know I've done it a hundred times. Yeah, you just don't want to admit it. How many times have you? Uh, who has fallen asleep while praying? Yeah. Exactly. It's okay. God's not sitting there like, oh, they fell asleep again. I'm going to put another lightning bolt on the shelf for them. I'm going to get them later. No, that's not what's happening. That's not what God's, it's okay. Well, that just makes total sense. Well, that still makes total sense. Just the idea that a lock-in's coming your way is exhausting. Write that down. We'll come back to that. That's good. All right, so anyway, um, what was I, what was I saying? Ooh, I was doing that the other day. I got here, I got here at church and I was like, man, I just, I need to spend a moment with God. My life is just crazy right now. So I sat down and I started praying. Like I'll, I'm going to show you all my favorite way of praying here in a minute. But as I was doing it, I was like, man, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Oh, I could eat right now. But that would distract me, and sometimes it gets me. It definitely gets me. There's one day I was like, I'm gonna fast. I'm gonna spend. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip lunch, and I'm gonna. Every time I'm hungry, I'm gonna think about God, and and go. That's what fasting is. Is when you have that desire to do what you're giving up, you turn that effort and desire and all that towards God. It didn't work that day. I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna do this. 
oh, lunch sounds really good. Taco Bell, Chick Fil A. Oh, okay, I got you know. And then I went and got food. It was it was hilarious. God's like, you tried, not very well, but you tried. It's all good. So um, let me talk about a time where where. I didn't know how, like, what to pray. You know, just the other day in staff meeting, we, we pray every staff meeting. We start with prayer. And uh, then he called me to, to lead it out. And I just drew a blank. I'm like, I can't remember half these requests. Like, I don't even know what to say. You know, it's just, you know, and there's other times where, like, things are really hard. Like, when somebody comes up to you out of the blue and they're like, look, this really bad thing happened. They spill it to you. And they're like, can you pray over me? I'm like, I wasn't ready for this. I need to like prepare. Like I, I need to go write something down or look up how to or something. I don't know. But to me, one of the hardest times that I can remember, because I sat down and I was like, okay, hard times that I've struggled to praying. I just can't remember things. I know there's been plenty of times, but one of the hardest I could remember is when we had our miscarriage. What the heck are we supposed to pray? Sometimes you just draw a blank. You're like, I don't know what I'm sp- like. If I go down my checklist, I'm supposed to praise God and thank God. That's the last things I want to do right now. I know what I want to ask for. Sin? I don't even care about sin right now. And listening for you? I, I can't stop yelling in my head from the bad things that have happened. And so sometimes we get in this moment, and I hope you can relate to that, where, where, where you're just stuck. And I think you're going to like today's conversation because it might give you a strategy for, for coping with that or, or, or dealing with your next prayer, whether it's out loud or not, next awkward prayer. But more importantly, it's going to give you a, a strategy for talking to God on your own. Um, to being able to know what to say, even during seasons where prayer just doesn't come naturally. Like for me, I go through seasons where I'm like, yes, I'm a prayer warrior. I, I, I pray all the time. And then there's seasons where I'm like, I forget all the time. God, I haven't talked to you in a week. And I didn't mean to. I just forgot. Like there, there's seasons. I, I have up and downs. Maybe you do too. Um, but the good news is God has already given us what to pray. God has already given us the words we need to pray. And so I want to dive into that. And, and the simple answer is you can pray using Scripture. So how can you connect your Bible and prayers together? That's kind of what we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And we're going to do it. We're going to practice it. So Scripture is filled with examples of other people praying, which is extremely helpful because when we want to know how to pray, there's people that have already done it and it's all written down so that we can go look at it. Um, and, and there's, there's a lot of interesting um, prayers, and, and something interesting about them is many times when people are praying in the Bible, they're quoting other scripture. Even though it's part of the Bible, they're quoting different scriptures. So let me show you some. We see this in Nehemiah um, 9. It says, look, they refused to listen. They did not. He's praying right now. This is, one of, this is the longest prayer in the Bible in chapter 9 of Nehemiah. Um, but he's praying. He's like, look, they didn't listen. They didn't remember all the things that you've done among them. They became stiff, stiff-necked, which means stubborn, um, and appointed a leader to return to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in faithful love, and you did not abandon them. Nehemiah is praying an earlier scripture. Look at this. This is Nehemiah. This is Exodus. Exodus 34, 6. The Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed the Lord. The Lord is a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love and truth. Nehemiah prayed that. He put that into his prayer, and that's what he prayed to God. Here's another one um, in Acts. We see in Acts, um, they're, they're, they're talking. In, uh, it's a couple verses here. It says, when they heard this, they raised their voices together to go to God and said, Master, you are the one who made the heaven, the earth, and the sea, and everything in them. You said through the Holy Spirit by the mouth of our father David, your servant, why do the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot futile things? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers assemble together against the Lord and against his Messiah. So they're praying about people doing bad things to Christians pretty much. But what's interesting is they're praying scripture. They're praying 
Psalms. Psalms chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers conspire together against the Lord and his anointed one. They're praying scripture. Here's another one of Jesus. Jesus is on the cross about three in the afternoon. Jesus cried out with a loud voice. No, 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 Whatever that says. That is, in English, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? He's not crying out because God ran off and was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. That's not what happened. He's praying scripture, Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far from my deliverance and my words of groaning? And what's so interesting is when Jesus prayed that, again, he's not complaining against God. He's recalling the whole chapter of Psalms. Dark times, bad things are happening. But it talks about what Jesus is going to go through. Back in Psalms 22, before Jesus was even born around, nobody knew who Jesus, like his name yet. They knew that some guy, the Messiah, the Savior would come one day, but they didn't know it would be Jesus. And Jesus is saying, hey, this is all about me. He was praying scripture. And so here's, here's what's crazy about this. It might seem kind of weird to just talk to God flat out because it's hard, you don't see him or anything like that. But it might be kind of weird to be like, hey, I'm just going to say what you've already said. I'm just going to pray whatever's in here. But we do this all the time. Have you ever said to your parents or like, hey, dad, remember when you said this? And then you said, because you're trying to usually get something out of your parents or something. Or have you ever told a friend, I was thinking about the story that you said the other day, and it was this. You know, we, we do that all the time where we speak to one another with one another's words. We bring back up what, so it's not, you know, it's not abnormal. Um, and so talking to God by using his own, own words is just like that. When we pray to God using scripture, we're letting him know that, that we remember what he said, that we remember what he's promised, that we remember who he is. And God loves it when we take him at his word and, and hold him to the promises that he made. There's so many times in scripture where God like, like changed his mind in a sense because people, his people said, hey, God, you said this, though. And God's like, you're right. I did say that. Let's do that. Um, it's, it's so interesting how our relationship with God and with prayer um, works. So, so what happens when we pray uh, with Scripture? Just real quick, let's run through this. What happens when we pray God's scripture first? It helps you understand him and his will. Sometimes we pray things and it's completely outside of God's will. It's all selfishness or whatever. So when we pray scripture, it lines us up with what God has for us. If we're praying for the world to come to Jesus, that's in the Bible. God wants that to happen. If we're praying for our friend to get in a car wreck, that's not in the Bible. And that's really, really mean. Um, so don't do that. Um, but here's another thing. What? Well, sometimes my friends are mean. All one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes John's mean to me. He didn't buy me food at Chick-fil-A the other day. I had to pay for it myself. Uh, I expect free meals. So anyway, all right, moving on. So what else? How, what happens when we pray God's scripture? We get to know him. We get to know what he wants in life, but also it reminds us of his promises. Knowing God's promises to you are so important, especially when things get rough. You can recall, you can remind God, you can remind yourself of God's promises. Again, he loves it. He loves it when you go to him in prayer and say, God, you promised this. There's been so many times in my life where I, I wrote down either promises that were in scripture and that's what we're talking about today or promises i felt like god made to me i'm like look god you said this it doesn't feel like that right now you said this and god loves it when we pray his scripture his promises back to him and then what allows us what is really cool about that it allows us to see to focus in on how god's going to answer that god you promised this so now i can start looking for that promise to be fulfilled um, another thing that happens when we pray God's scripture, when we pray, uh, God's words back to him, scripture back to him, it helps us resist temptation. We're weak. We struggle. God knows that. And so he's given this to us in Ephesians chapter six. It talks about weapons 
or defenses against the devil. And then it gives us one weapon. And that weapon is God's word, his words, scripture. And so again, when we take that weapon up and we use it, the sword of the spirit is what it's called in Ephesians. It can help us resist temptation to fight against the tactics of the devil. So real quick, um, answer if you want. In which of these three areas do you think you need the most help with? Understanding God, remembering his promises, or resisting temptation? Anybody want to answer? Go for it. You don't know? It's hard sometimes. Which of these do you think you need more help with when it comes to praying God's scripture or, you know, helping to understand him and his will, promises, temptation? Resisting temptation, for sure. I know I definitely feel like I struggle with that sometimes, for sure. Anybody else same? Promises. Remembering God's promises and, and letting that uplift you and encourage you. Help you focus on that instead. That's good. What else? Anybody else? And straight, yeah, understanding him and especially his will. Like, God, what do you want me to do in this? Or God, who are you? Like, I'm, I'm just confused on who you are or what you're about. So that's good. Um, you know, it's okay. We talked about how it's okay to feel like you're in an awkward situation when you're praying. It's okay to fall asleep. While you're it's okay to, man, feel like you have a weakness in some of these areas. It's okay to be there. Um, God wants to kind of help reverse that though remember that uh, i've taught this several times it's okay not to be okay but it's not okay to stay there you know you never want to be stuck in a situation that's bad you want to find a way out and god wants to help us find a way out he wants to help increase our ability to pray our understanding of prayer of him of promises of resisting temptation all that and so here's what we're going to do so how do you pray scripture it's easy Sort of. It's easy. There's four steps. Read it, separate it, personalize it, pray it. Read it, separate it, personalize it, pray it. Read it, separate it, personalize it, pray it. I should have wrote those up there, but they're, they're definitely not up there. Um, anyway, um, I could try to explain it to you, but some of y'all might fall asleep during sermons, which is not okay. I'm looking to all of you because you all fall asleep while I'm preaching. I'm just messing. I'm messing. I'm, just, I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. All right. So instead of me telling you how this works, we're just going to do it together. So here's what I want you to do. For the next few minutes, we're going to pray God's own words back to him. And I know praying can feel awkward or difficult. We're not going to do it out loud this time. We might later. Just a heads up. But remember, you're praying God's words. So so it's something that he's already prepared for you to send back to him to pray back to him so this should help so here's what uh we're gonna do pull up a table next to uh in front of your group so there's that one copyright (laughs) god is all about plagiarism that's a whole different sermon though yeah no i said write it down yeah and so i can well, we're probably not going to answer it today. But I already forgot what your question was. That's why I said write it down. That way you can, because I, yeah, anyway. All right, so you have a piece of paper in front of you. I'm going to show you my favorite way of praying. It helps me focus. It allows me to listen better. It allows me to really figure out my words that I want to pray. Um, and so after you have that, make sure you have a pen. You got, use the big piece of paper there. Um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to read first. Again, we're going to read, then we're going to separate, then we're going to personalize, and then we're going to pray. So we're going to read first. Let's look at the scripture that we're going to read. This is out of Romans 11. And it says, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who became his counselor? Or who has first given to him that it might be paid back to him again? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. So we've read it. Now we separate it. So we just read. Now the next step is separating. And so we're going to go through it one by one. And we're going to kind of like pull out 
ideas or themes or things that kind of stick together. So let's look at it again. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. What is that about? Wisdom and the knowledge of God. What is speci- like? What is special about His wisdom and knowledge? Yeah, it, it, it's endless. Like it's an abundance. Okay, so hold on to that. The depth and the riches. I mean, the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Hold on to that. God's wisdom and knowledge. They're abundant. They're deep. They're extensive. You might even write that down so that you don't forget it. Write down God's knowledge and wisdom. Yep. Yep. And then we'll go to the next part. This is the separating part. So we've read it. Now we're kind of separating. We're digging in. We're kind of looking at the scripture and pulling some ideas out. Okay. The next one is still a part of verse 33, but it's kind of like the next sentence. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. What is that saying? Can't understand him. Yeah. yeah, What else? What else? (laughs) Unpredictable. Maybe, maybe. No, you're good. Keep going. Unfathomable. Like, I can't really get my hands all the way around it. Like, yes, I can still understand God, but I can't control him. I can't. Con- so it, and it's specifically talking about something about God. What is it? His ways. The way he does things, his judgment and situation. So here we have God's judgment, that his ways and, and, and his will is best and it's beyond. So his judgment is kind of like the second one. That we kind of pulled that out, that God's judgment is better. Jesus is better. We sang a whole song about that. All right, let's look at the next one. For who has known the mind of the Lord who became his counselor? What does that mean? Keep thinking. Nobody's equal to him? It's a mystery. Nobody knows. So uh, Genesis, I think, was spot on that that his mind is above our mind. Like nobody counsels or corrects or tells God what to do. So we're talking about God's counsel here that, that these verses say that there's no one above God's mind, no one above his counsel. It kind of goes to wisdom. So we have God's wisdom and knowledge. We have God's judgment and God's counsel. Okay. We're, and we're doing, I'm proud of y'all because we're digging into Romans, which sometimes can be, it's Paul. Paul likes to use big words to explain things. I like little words. Um, I like words yeah, I like words in general. <laughs> anyway, let's look at the next one. Or who is first given to him that it might be paid back to him? Who is, who is given to God that God has to pay it back to him? What does that mean? We do not owe God. Or, God, God yeah, exactly. God there you go. God doesn't owe anybody because he's God. That's important. So God's generosity, because, because he doesn't owe us, if anything, we owe him, but yet he gives to us freely. So you might can write there God's generosity or, or we, uh, God doesn't owe us kind of thing. One more. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. God's everything. God deserves all glory. You can, you know, if you want to write it in a short phrase, God's glory. That's a that's an option. Everything revolves around Him. He is worthy of glory and honor forever. All right. So we read it. We read a, a difficult passage. I picked a hard one because I know y'all can handle it. Then we separated it. We dug into it in a little bit. We got some ideas. So now we personalize it. Here's how this works. You take those things, what we read, you think about them as it relates to you, and then you, you make some notes as you go. So, so here's some examples. We go back to this scripture here about the, the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Where have you seen God's wisdom and knowledge show up in your life? Personalize it and make a note. Where have you seen God's knowledge and wisdom in your life? Relate it to you. So again, we've read it. We've separated it. Now we're making it personal. Personalize it. The next one is, again, how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. Again, we talked about how God's judgment, that God knows best. So how can you personalize it? Maybe 
how have you seen God's judgment in your life? How, do, how have you known or learned that God's judgments are better than your own? Make a note. Okay, you can just leave it there. It's all, it's all, all good. He has, he has more. So again, personalize this part. God's judgment in your life. How have you seen God's judgment play out in your life? Has it been better than yours? Or have you said that yours is better? We'll fix it later. All right, here's the next one. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who became his counselor? Again, we kind of sum this up. God's counsel that, that you know, again, nobody's above his level of knowledge and mind. So a way to personalize it, when have you ever needed the counsel of God to help you in difficult? Or do you? Is there an area that you're like, God, I, I need your counsel. I need your guidance. Personalize it to you. All right, next one. We're almost done. Again, who is first given to him that it might be paid back to him? Again, God doesn't owe us. Instead, we should owe him, but he gives to us freely. God's generosity. So personalize that. Have you ever experienced the generosity of God, the abundance of God? Personalize it. Make a note. And then the last one, once again, for him, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. It's all about God, God's glory. So how can we personalize it? Maybe think about how incredible it is that a glorious God, the glorious God of the universe, loves you. Maybe make a note about that. God, you're, you're, you're holy, you're amazing, yet you still love me. That's personalizing it. And don't worry, like, if your answers are right or wrong, that's not what's going on here. What you're doing is you're writing down some things so that you can remember how to pray. Because that's the next part. We read scripture. Again, we did a hard passage. Feel free to do easier. I like doing easier passages. We separated it. We dug into it. We got, we kind of studied it a little bit. And then we made it personal. We made it about us. Like, God, how does this work with me, with where I'm at today? And now we pray it. So I'll give you some guidance and, and an example, but if God has laid something on your heart over the last few minutes, man, feel free to run with that. Um, and again, you don't have to write every word down of your prayer, but you can write little phrases like, God, I want to pray over this, and then just talk to him for a minute. It helps me focus. I like Sometimes I write down every word that I'm praying, but sometimes I'm praying a lot. And so I just do little phrases. God, I want to talk about your goodness in my life right now. God, you're, you're so good about this and this and this. I don't write. Anyway, so that's, that's an example. But here's what we're going to do. We'll start together. Um, I'm going to read the scripture, and then I'm going to kind of uh, uh, give you a, a way to pray it and just run with it. Or if you have something on your heart, run with that. So let's just start. God, we come to you with our prayers. We start with you. We're praying your words back to you. So guide us in this moment. God, we go back to your scripture. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. Maybe thank God for where you have seen God's wisdom work in your life or, or ask him to help you see God's wisdom in your life. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. Maybe thank God for where you have seen his wisdom in your life and, 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 and his judgment. Thank God that his judgment is better than your own. Or maybe name a, 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 a reason or a situation where you need to surrender your judgment to his judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord... Or became his counselor. Again, God, you're the counselor. And so maybe we can thank God for a time you counseled and helped us when we really needed you. Or maybe we can ask you for help and counsel right now.
Verse 35 says, Or who has first given to him that it would be paid back to him? God, we kind of talked about how you don't owe us. We should owe you, yet you've given to us freely. So maybe we can thank you for our generosity to us. Maybe mention a few things that we're grateful for, or maybe ask that our generosity reflect um, your generosity, God. So maybe pray that. And then the last one, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. We talked about God's glory. Maybe, maybe thank God for being powerful and yet still loving you personally. Or connecting with God. You know, God's, God's holy, yet he wants to connect with us. So allow him to respond to you in this moment. And maybe write down what you feel God is saying to you based off the scripture and this prayer. And again, the reason we pray in Jesus' name is because Jesus is the one that rescued us and saved us. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Because his name has the power attached to it. So we just read a scripture. And again, we did a hard one. So not it's okay if you felt like certain parts or some of it just didn't make sense, like you didn't connect. That's okay. We read we separated it. We dug into it. We personalized it, made some notes about that. Like, God, this is how I connect to what I'm reading here. And then we took all of that and we kind of shoved some words into it and prayed it back to God. That's what you just did. You just prayed. And you just did it by starting with him and ending with him, by praying his words, his scripture back to him. So anybody want to share maybe an experience about this just now? Like there was something I really connected with or I kind of struggled in this part or I, I felt like God said this. Or you don't even have to specify. You can just say, I think God said something to me. That's cool. Anybody want to share about that? You like that part? You connected there? That's good. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason God is considered the counselor, capital C, counselor, because he wants to guide us, to help us, to encourage us. That's good. Anybody else want to share about this experience or another experience about praying scripture? Adults, y'all can jump into this too. cool so that's really good sometimes scripture will remind us about somebody else and sometimes that's god just saying hey i want you to pray over that person you know think about that person i know that's happened to me a lot is something spurred a person into my head so i'm like well maybe i should pray over that that's cool that's good anybody else other than genesis i know she doesn't like awkward silence but uh i love it go for it Yeah, for sure. There's oh, that happened to me the other day. I can't, I can't remember what it was though. But yeah, I, I connect there. I get that. God's, God's like always at work, and sometimes He takes what's going on here and here, and He's like, I'm gonna connect those dots so that you can see it. And it's all I get the credit, right? No. Oh, God gets okay. God gets the credit. That's good. That's good. Go for it. And that's, and that's, and that, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I want to be mean to my sister all the time. Just for the fun of it. 
<laughs> no, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, me neither. She stopped fighting back. That was the great, greatest. No. <laughs> all right. Anyway, anyway. All right. So I don't have my binder. My binder, I carry around. <laughs> y'all bring it in. Bring it in. All right. Bring it in. So, so that's what it's all about. When you read scripture, sometimes reading scripture is hard enough. We talked about that earlier, whether we don't have time or something's going on or we just don't understand. That's okay. But I encourage you keep trying to read scripture. And when you do, take the opportunity to take what you read as short or long or however you want it to be lengthwise and and pray it back to God. God, I just read this story about Ruth. This is me, you know. I'm, I'm working through Ruth right now for a different thing. But anyway, I read through this story in Ruth, God, and it made me think about how this situation that she's in, there's a lot of, ten, like, it's, it's supposed to go bad, yet you made it good. So God, in my own life, let me personalize that, that there's a lot of things that go bad. God, help me see how you're turning it to good. Help me see how you're turning it for my good. Because I'm one of your kids. I'm one of your child. You love me. And I know you're ch- like, that's, that's what this is all about. Is praying God's word back to him. Because it takes out our selfishness. It takes out us. And allows it all to be about him. Which is right where we need to be. Talking about that last, that last verse there. You know, it's for through him, to him, for him are all things. To him be all the glory. So it's, it's so, so good. I want to do one last verse. And then we're done. Um. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. We're going to do one verse at a time. What do you think of this? This is the confidence we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. What does that mean? True. God has the ability to hear us all at once. Have you ever talked to a group of friends and they're all trying to say something to you and you're like, ah, shut up. You first. You, yeah, I, don't know, I get that. But God can hear us all at once, and he's, he's listening. for That's good. What else? What else do you see in this that's important when it comes to prayer? Hmm? Yeah, exactly, and that's, that's super important. He hears us, I think, even when we're asking our own selfish questions or prayers or whatever. But he really hears us. Like he, he connects with us when we're praying his will. And that's why praying scripture is so important. So, so I think that's the key to this verse. That's why starting our prayers with God and his words are so important. It reveals his will, his will to us. Let's look at the next verse. Verse 15. If, and if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. What does that mean? Yeah, feel free to read it again. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, when we pray sometimes, we're like, God, can you help me with this? And then we just walk, like we forget about it. We don't give God a chance to show us what he's doing. And God wants to show. He's not always going to show us how he's connecting all the dots. But sometimes he really, and if we're not looking for it, we miss out. So that's the faith part. You know, looking for the things that you've asked. And I'm going to come back to that because that's really good. What what you got? Did you, did you have something? I did. It's all good. Anybody else? There is. Like, what does this mean? What I got from this is that basically when we pray for him and we don't necessarily see change, uh, that means we already have what we needed. That's good. That's good. That kind of goes with what I was, where I was going with this. What happens when we pray and we don't think it was answered? So Emily gave us a point of view just now. Sometimes when we don't see it answered... Maybe we already have what we need. That's really good. What? We get frustrated sometimes. We think he's mad, yeah. It leads to personal breakdowns. Like, what did I do wrong? Yeah, yeah, we start. For sure. So so there's there's a couple ways that it can go. It it can put us in a position where we can evaluate what we prayed 
Or maybe what's going on? So, so let me say, okay, I, I'm praying that God helps me in this situation. What are God's options to my prayer? Yes and no. So, so we have yes. Sometimes God says yes. And it will be obvious. Sometimes God says yes and we just miss it. Um, or, like Emily was saying, it's already happened and we're still praying for it. And God's like, look, the answer's right here. Sometimes God says no. Like, no, look, I love you too much to, to do that. I know what's best for you. Remember, I'm, I'm up here. You're down there. I can see everything. I can see all the... Do- yeah, no. What else? What else does God... Sometimes God says, not yet. Just, just hold on. Wait. Like, yes, yes, but, but wait. Yes, he's like, look, we'll work that out later. There's something else I needed to focus on. So, so what, and this kind of goes back to what Genesis is saying. Sometimes we pray something and then we just run off. We don't wait with him. We, you know, the story of, I think it's Nehemiah. Um, I don't remember. But anyway, there's several stories about this in scripture where God just said, hey, wait. And he waited for hours, if not days. On God's response. Jesus says, hey, when you ask something in prayer, keep asking, keep knocking, keep seeking. God wants, like even if you feel like he hasn't answered yet, bug him about it. God wants that. Amen. Because in that process, God's, you're talking with God. You're in that relationship. That's a good thing. Um, so sometimes it's yes. Sometimes it's uh, yes, but differently. Maybe I've already, or maybe I want to change, or maybe it's no. Sometimes it's wait, not yet. Um, so there's a few different ways God responds. I mean, that's the simplest ways to sum it up. Um, but before we finish, before we go, remember this prayer box. Use it and know that your prayers are being prayed over by me, by y'all. I encourage y'all to pray over these prayers just over this box of prayers by our adults. Um, remember the questions. I would love, I know Kyler has a question for me because I already forgot it. So write it down and give it to me because otherwise I'm going to totally forget. Um, but again, think about this before we go. Remember, prayer, prayer equals change um, when we pray God's own words. Okay? So in your, in, over this next week, make yourself a little goal. What's one goal you're going to set for yourself as it relates to prayer?